You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. weird it feels like we've been gone for like a hundred years at, at least a hundred i was gonna say 102 well i'm sick again so not some things never effing change oh you gave me a hug i know oh why god why i got home Is and i was a- like i'm taking amazing care of myself i have some downtime i have been like i mean drinking like turmeric shots and wellness shots and blue green algae shots and supplementing like a banshee and going to yoga and it's like and then i got a, a cold what why god because why? you never stopped after tour after we all went home oh, you man. continued on to new york to do a, just a little segment oh on the view the view and then you did other stuff you never stopped but i did come home and stuff why does god keep i feel like god is punishing me my shrink is like god is not up in heaven making you sick i'm like well something's wrong <laughs> I think I have cancer. That's not even funny. I shouldn't even joke about that. But it, it is like, it's insane. And it, my kids aren't even sick, so I can't even blame them. Blame it on them. Usually you do. Yeah, well, usually that you, I, you, it you, is their fault. But yeah. this time it's not. By the it's way, it's not their fault. Not to get off the ridiculous sick, the sick topic, but you rocked on the View. I I, I will give you. I thought you did. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I thought you did time. great. I really did. I I I think I gotta tell you, Janice. I don't know. I just. Biggest Loser serves its purpose, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, you go in and you do your job and all of that. But being able to do the view and to talk about other things, you know, people always say, oh, the fitness guru. And it's like, yeah, but not really. You know, I I know everything about my area of expertise, but it's only because I become very efficient at utilizing wellness, health nutrition and fitness as a means to rebuild somebody's life self-worth and self-image and like being able to do the view and talk about other things whether it's current events or relationships or money and the other amazing thing about that show is they don't decide what those hot topics are until literally before they step onto that stage so they're in hair and makeup and they have like 
70 different ones that they sort of spit fire through. It's like, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And they kind of choose what they're passionate about and what they want to talk about. And they get out there and they just do it. it it's not scripted at all. It's not planned. It's not uh, – it's just, you know, everything is so produced these days and full of crap and scripted. And and then in the break, they're like, do you guys want to keep talking about this or you want to do something else? In the commercial break, the show's live. I mean, it's just – I love that. That's great. It was awesome because it was just – it was very organic, man. Well, I, I I totally acknowledge that you that you want a new challenge. However, Ugh. I find it interesting how you are comparing efficiency to boredom. And isn't that funny? When we're efficient at something, yeah. why does it have to become boring? I just want to broaden the conversation. And I think that's why I like this podcast so much because, you know, I could easily just Okay, I'm going to be a fitness guru and I'll just make a gazillion dollars being a fitness guru. Or you could be, you know, I'm the dog guy, I'm the money person, I'm the chef, I'm the fitness guru. But I I just it's like it's not about fitness. It's it's about utilizing fitness as of course one tool to have a better life, a life that is has more depth, has more richness, has more intimacy, has more success. And of course, with that comes risk and vulnerability. But it's it's looking at the world and it's looking at ourselves in the world and, and how we see the world and our opinions of the world and can they be shifted and looking at all different conversations and arguments and issues from uh, multiple angles and then arriving at a conclusion that works best for us and it's just, it's a bigger picture. For me, I see myself as a citizen of the world. Right. Not a fitness guru. I'm sick of it. I want people to be citizens of the world. And then I, and then it's like, hey, by the way, did you know that if you took care of your body in the following ways, you'll be a far more uh, successful uh, globetrotter? The quality of your globetrotting will be significantly enhanced and... The quantity of your years globe trotting will be significantly increased. Does that make any sense? No, it 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 does. However, I am an indefatigable globe trotter. Who? An indefatigable. I read this about my son in a parenting magazine, and it said that toddlers were indefatigable globe trotters. Like they just oh, I constantly are exploring the world. And whether it's a piece of paper or the rock they're trying to put in their mouth and swallow or, you know, a pen cap. Like, it's just everything is fascinating to them. And I and I feel that way. Obviously, I've learned to take those things for granted in life, which is probably a shame. But, you know, now you're looking at different parts of the world, different cultures, different viewpoints, different issues. And all of that, to me, is... Having an understanding in these open dialogues and these conversations allows people to have more richness in their career, in their relationship, in their recreational time as parents, as as children, as coworkers, as bosses. I just I don't know. I feel like doing the view. I'm just me. I'm just Jillian. Well, I'm not America's toughest trainer. By the way, we didn't talk about diet. 
And we didn't talk about fitness. I did notice that. And we didn't talk about exercise for your butt. And I, I was like, I was in heaven. It's well, I just, think the, the thing is, the, I think you're you're definitely hand tied with the Biggest Loser because there there's a there's a formula they want you to follow, I and know. there's a there and there's a lot of people editing the hell out of that show. Oh, so if you did if you did take a step into having a conversation with one of the contestants about something else, they're gonna they cut, cut it, it anyway. anyway. So I, I think what I found out on this tour and uh, in speaking to people uh, at the show is that you were able to show a whole side of you I that know. you don't get to show. And I think that's what The View represented for you, is like, hey, there's more to me. And the, <laughs> so it's not like, that you're bored, it's like, there's more to me. Yeah. It's me. I'm I'm much bigger than, than this pigeonhole. This, yes, I'm so sick of it. And it, it's just, that's exactly it. It's, it's not the work, because on Loser, you're right. Sure, I do have all those conversations. They just cut them. Then it's like the, the challenge and the this and the that and it's America's toughest trainer and then the, you go on a show and then they play a clip of you yelling and it's just become – it's like a one-trick pony. I'm so sick of it. And with the live tour, you know, people were thinking like, oh, how long is she going to talk? An hour? And it's like not only was the show three hours, you and I both know it could have gone on far longer. And And that's the thing. Like whenever I would have those conversations about daytime, well, what is she going to talk about? exercise is only you know how many times can we talk about exercise you know, look at this show that failed or look at that show right. that failed or people are getting bored with this you know dr oz or you know the doctors it's the same thing over and over and over again and it's like but it's it's not it's not a fitness show yeah it, it, it it's it's about being a citizen of the world it's that's what it's about and of course yes it's about being healthy but health doesn't just pertain to your level of fitness it pertains to your emotional life, your psychological life, and yes, your physical life. And I don't purport to be an expert in those areas. That's why it's a journey. We're, we're, we're indefatigable globetrotters going on a journey in the world, seeking out information and discussing issues and keeping an open dialogue and challenging one, one another and putting out our viewpoint and then considering other people's viewpoints. And that's life. That's what I'm passionate about. So, sure, I've become great at what I do because it enhances the globetrotting experience. Gotcha. You know, and it, and it just, I think just, I don't know, I just, I had such a good time. And it's... And you look nice. You wore a very nice outfit. I was, yeah. although I was, again, concerned about all the gals wore the 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 very uh, dangerous shoes but we sat most of the time yes sat with the legs crossed yeah see i could wear those kind of shoes if i sat with the legs crossed yeah but if i had to move anywhere i didn't really yeah we didn't really move anywhere no you had to move from set to set now between that now between the takes yeah now did no takes it's live oh yeah i mean between the segments uh, segments um uh, like, was there any uh, bitch slapping, anything? No, they were really nice to me. <laughs> I was stunned because I, I thought that I was like, okay, you know, you're you're an outsider and you're walking into somebody's, you know, yeah, it's their home, so to right. speak. Or And I, I they were lovely to me. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe how, how nice they were to me. But Joy wasn't there. Joy's the one that always gives me a hard time and Joy wasn't there. So she, uh, Joy could probably hurt you. No. No, I think she could take no. you down. No. You know, you know why? Because uh-uh. she's a she's a street fighter. No. She don't. No, I think oh, you're out of bitch. I, <laughs> are you out of your mind? No, I think she I think she'd take you down low, 
Like, I think Joy and you Go, in a Girl, fight. then I, I would bite her ears and gouge out her eyes, and I would pull her hair. No, but I think she would, I think she'd uh, stick a shiv in you. I would have already shanked her before she even. <laughs> That's the opening I would have jumped out Jillian from here. behind the door and shanked her. No, I, I still think. No, I, I'm no, sorry, Jillian. No, no, I, no. I know you can fight. And I saw you break the board. I did see you break the board on tour. We we bought some boards, and it, she broke the board backstage. I, break the I said, don't take him on stage because, you know, she hasn't done it for a while. I put the kibosh on that. I said, God, don't take him on stage. And they wanted to. And I said, let's see if she can do it backstage. And there's Jillian. Kunk, broke yeah, the board. I right. still think, though. Yeah. I still think Joy could probably snap your neck with her thighs. There's no way. No, she'd just take your neck no. between her thighs uh-uh. and just go, no and way. And you'd be down. No. So it's probably good that Joy wasn't there. No. Can you inhale through your nose and your mouth? Yes. Yeah. I can't. Well, because you're sick. Well, hey. I have to, like, literally stop breathing through my mouth. Well, it's like snorkeling. It's a deep, it's a deep breath. Okay. Interesting. All right. Is that, the end, is that the end of the segment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we recording? I guess I'll do a fitness segment for you. Oh, thank you, Jillian. Which are like, I mean, I know gems I, coming from me, of course. I know. It's like I learned a lot. I learned a lot this say. tour about uh, the fitness from you. Yes, well, I did. The interesting thing about the tour is I try to make it as simple as possible for oh, people. Thank you very much. <laughs> What? For some reason, that just made it sound like... I tried to make it simple. No, you did. Because the thing is, sure, can we get nitpicky about what foods boost human growth hormone and what foods will boost testosterone? But it's not... I just think with for people like to be able to lose it and to be able to keep it off, the more simple you make it, the more manageable you make it, the better it's going to be because... We're not going to go the rest of our lives without a brownie or a cupcake or this or that. That's so if you right. show people how to find that balance, I think that's more important than, hey, here's how you lose 100 pounds in a month. Can I do it? I mean, or two months. Can I do it for somebody? Yeah, but like the average bear is not going to be doing that. So I think the more valuable advice is helping them find balance with yeah. their diet and their fitness routine. But if you, know, but there's no reason that we shouldn't give fine-tuning information on the show. It is, of course, a health and wellness show. So this is what we're doing. It's fine-tuning. So I thought I a little fine-tuning on some basic body movement exercises. Okay. Yeah, just a few pointers to up the ante a little bit. Exercise upgrades, if you will. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, it's really just about how I want you thinking when you're performing the exercise. Right. So there are ways to make them slightly more difficult, a little of both. So let's start with a lunge. I always tell people when you're lunging, stand with your feet hip-width apart yep. and step out into the lunge with your feet hip-width apart. Well, if you want to make it more difficult, stand with your feet from your starting position with them as close together as possible. And then if you want to you know, lunge as though you're stepping onto a tightrope because it challenges your core. It's significantly harder. I don't suggest it to the average athlete because I'm worried they're going to teeter over. But if you're an advanced athlete, then you would lunge as though you were lunging on a tightrope. And it, it's way harder. It's way harder. 
I would never do it, obviously, with my contestants because they need a, they're not able to do stability work. But right. remember, we, we talked about factors of change, adding on. Okay, now we're going to add speed. Now we're going to add instability. Now we're going to add resistance. Well, this in this particular instance, to upgrade that lunge, if you lunge on a tightrope, you're adding some instability, and it makes it that much harder. Yeah, no, I like, like do that. Do not do it until you've mastered your form. And I mean... Your back knee is an inch from the ground. Your legs are in 90-degree angles. Your front thigh is parallel to the floor. Your knee is not going over your ankle. And you could literally run a bar from the top of your skull through your spine and your tailbone into the floor, and it would be completely perpendicular with the floor on the ceiling. So obviously no weight. I mean, would you do this eventually with, with weight? Weights? Oh, yeah, with an advanced athlete, absolutely. But at first, no first i would actually get the basic lunge down add weight to the basic lunge yep then i would go to the tightrope lunge then i would add weight to the tightrope lunge then i would go into a plyo gotcha okay okay now the next one is a deadlift a stiff leg deadlift so stiff leg deadlift your feet are about hip width apart there's a very slight bend in the knee that angle exactly the angle of the Leg does not change. It's not a squat. I didn't know you slightly bent the knee. I did. I been. I do it. Don't lock. Don't lock the joints. Yeah. Slight bend in the knee. Okay. And then you hinge at the hips and you drive your tailbone out behind you. You pull your belly button into your spine. Keep your back flat. Shoulder blades pulled in to your spine the entire time. Yep. But here's the key. What you want to do is make sure. Think of yourself as trying to shave your legs with the bar. Oh, okay. And here's yeah. why. Because every degree that bar is away from your body, it places more strain on your back, which is going to increase your chance of injury. And it limits the emphasis on the hamstrings and the glutes, which is really what that move is for. And then you have to wear the funny socks like Bob wears. That's why he wears the funny funny socks. socks. That is exactly why he he wears those silly socks. Okay. It's a fashion statement, of course, a CrossFit fashion statement, but that is their logic for wearing the silly socks. Gotcha. Because okay. he wears the socks when he's training on loser and not doing Olympic lifting. But the... <laughs> <laughs> I do love you, honey, but it's just socks like a medical. husband. And I'm just like, what in the name of Christ are you doing? <laughs> we wear these. So I'm like, but you're not lifting today, sweetheart. It's a training day. <laughs> Freaking hot. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, right. so yeah. like try to shave, shave your, legs your legs with the bar. Gotcha. That's the whole idea. Okay. And it, and then at the top of the movement, don't arch your back, but squeeze your butt cheeks like you're clenching your fists. So oh. it, it's because so, that, that isometric contraction at the top is, is a really critical part of that Man, move. I got a nice hard ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just Jake. feeling it. I was just feeling Ooh. it. As I'm the, trying to I'm trying to zone out on that one. Yes. Jake's just buried in his phone now. He's like, oh god, that's nice. That's too much information. Yeah, that's good. New, new tweet. Janice has a nice hard ass. No, it's good. Yuck. No, you said to clench it. Now I'm happy with that. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. All right, carry on. <laughs> he gad. This is just totally out of left field. No, you said to squeeze it, and I did, I didn't and I went commentary. You know I like to mime the movement while you explain. I know, but... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Rows. So, I want you to create... Okay, so let's imagine you're doing a bent-over row or a seated row, right? All right. Try to create as much space between your ears and your shoulders as you possibly can. Pull them back. 
drop them down. Because a lot of times when we start rowing, we yeah. engage the traps. Oh, so yes, you I think, cheat like if, that. Now watch. If you want to pull your shoulders away from your ears, where do they go? Back. back and down. And then when you pull the shoulder, when you pull the shoulders back, what happens? You adduct the shoulder blades. You pull the shoulder blades into your spine. But is that safe? That's what you should always be doing. Ooh, it feels kind of you, so you want to think about like crushing an orange between your shoulder blades. And no by the kidding. yeah, and don't release the shoulder blades when you release the weight to start position. The shoulder blades should stay adducted. See, and I do and that engaged. Too. I release. You're releasing the contraction. And you're pulling. Wow. And watch what happens when you release. The shoulders come up and forward. Right. Wow. So think about. Maintain. Think about. Wow. That's a deadlift, though, what you're doing oh, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. So this row. is a row. row. Yeah. So think wow. shoulders as far away from the ears as possible. And in a seated row as well. So here. Right. Yes. Same okay. thing. Got okay. it? Got it. Okay, good. All right. Now, when it comes to a squat... A lot of people have a hard time. They, we always sit down. We the knees go forward. Have you watched people squat and they squat and their knees go forward, right over their toes? I want you to think about sitting down between your legs, not on top of your knees. Okay. So, and when you're doing it, you want to open your feet a little wider than hip width. Good. And you want to track the toes out. Okay. And I also want you to think about. Imagine you had a towel. Uh, like a paper towel that that spread have to be a long a string of paper towels right that uh, is under both feet right and your goal when you're squatting is it pressing down into the ground and imagining that you would tear those paper towels apart so you get some outside tension in the yep. squat because it works more of your glutes interesting how often it's the imagery that helps it's cueing yeah you could it's amazing. You, there's different ways of cueing people is but that what you, you call it cueing cueing yeah or like I'll, I'll touch people as well like i'll touch them where i want them to be contracting it's, it's amazing how many people's asses i've had my hands on i swear to god <laughs> you know you name i think it. we should just end this julia roberts right pink all of them i'm like squeeze here and then you don't even think you're like oh, i'm grabbing pink's ass right now okay hey <laughs> I'm Jillian Michaels. You have no idea how many asses I've grabbed. It's true. You may know me from such asses as. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although you don't really grab, you're not really grabbing. You're just, it's just a finger. Yeah, you just just tap them. So they they're like they become mindful of where right to, where where it is. Or you'll say, imagine that you're pulling apart a towel, so they put outside tension on the legs. Or sit back and de- or like I'll say, imagine you're sitting on a toilet. Because you're sitting back and down, or between your legs, not on top of your knees. Right. When you sit on top of your knees, then your knees bend forward. Otherwise, you'll have calves like Popeye's arms, great big bulbous things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then. <laughs> sure. And then, uh, when it comes okay. to a push-up, just a little tip for improving power. Don't think about lifting, because a lot of times we think about lifting our our body back up. Right? right? Yeah. Try to push your hands through the floor. No. Think about it. When you're doing a push-up, even though you know you're you're pushing yourself up, what are you thinking of? Are you thinking up or are you thinking down? Uh, right. Think up. down. I'm totally thinking up. Try to push something down. Yeah. Push away. And it generates more power. Because yeah. you're, you're lifting not with your hands. You're lifting. With the lift core. is coming with the core. Yeah. Exactly. So you're adding more upper body power if you're thinking press. 
Push so away. Very good. Of course they I'm are. I'm going to listen to this segment again. <laughs> Once it's on the radio or in your internet box or your little iPod, whatever you do listen to, yeah, listen to this again. In, you mean phone, internet box? The uh, box. What's an internet box? Like laptop. A laptop? <laughs> I'm just saying, this is good. Because I'm going to take, take this uh, little uh, recording. I'm going to take this recording to the tell. gym with me. Phone. She means phone. Nope. I mean the internet box. The, the, the desktop. Oh, desktop. Computer. It depends on what people listen to the show on. Canada is a weird place, Jillian. Uh, no, I've been there. It's just her, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. Thank you for those. Those are the fine-tuning your exercise upgrades. No, exercise... That's what that was. And very, very good. And I did like my favorite line again. Say it again, Jillian. You have no idea how many I've touched. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, line of the true. entire day. Tell you. Right. I've touched them all. We have a super special guest today. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my buddy Maria Menounos is going to be on. Very cool. Yeah, I know it is. She's my friend, though. Oh, <laughs> not you know your what? friend. Don't, I, you know what? Don't even start with me with no, the my friend stuff. Well, I'm just saying. She's Maria, like, she gets so entitled about her friends. Well, yeah, because like, like, if Maria was the popular girl in school, she would be my best friend, not yours. And she is the popular girl in school. That's kind of like what I'm saying, and she's my friend. All right, I'll just go sit over here. With, you should with, because with she doesn't even know you or care who you are. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, hi, buddy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited about your new movie. Thank you. I, I want to talk all about it. So it's called Adventures of Serial Buddies. Yeah, it's uh, it's an indie film that Kevin, who you know, my other half, yes. and I produced. He wrote and directed the movie. Oh, he wrote and directed <laughs> it? I didn't know that. Yeah, and I produced and uh, took a starring role in it as well. How fantastic. And so it's um, it was, it, we've coined it the first serial killer buddy film of all time. <laughs> Wait a second, are you playing a serial killer? Dumb Dumber meets Dexter. Okay, I, you know, like, you're the most lovely person in the world, so you as a serial killer makes me so happy I can't stand it. Well, I wish I was a serial killer. That would have been a little bit more fun. I actually played a sorority sister who happened to come across these guys. And so, you know, there they're are these, like, nitwits on this road trip, and at some point they come to my sorority house, and Beth Bears, who stars in Two Broke Girls, Kevin had originally discovered in L.A. and was oh, like, wow. tell me you're an actress. And she's like, oh, I'm studying it at UCLA. One thing leads to another. He wrote her a role in this script, didn't even audition her. <sighs> and uh, she came down and made the movie with us and then soon after blew up on Two Broke Girls. Wow. Well, she plays the ditzy sorority sister and I'm the one who's got like the third eye on these clowns that are coming in. Oh. And so it's funny. The movie stars Christopher Lloyd, Chris McDonald, uh, Artie Lang, Kathy Lee Gifford, oh. Kathy Lee, I love it. Yeah, Henry Winkler did the narration for the movie, and so 
he's an important part of it too. And it was just, it was fun. It's a very hard process making your own movie, and now we're out promoting it, so we're excited. Oh, honey, how? What was your favorite part of making the movie? Oh my God, uh, my favorite part about making the movie was the fact that I, I did it from start to finish right. myself, like yeah. from from the script all the way to the publicity. You know, I was involved every step of the way, and, you know, that's cool. The first film that I did with Kevin, I kind of came in, um, you know, later in the process. And so for me to kind of be in it step by step, I got to direct second unit. I got to, you know, do so many cool things. I shot some of the scenes. Um, I shot second camera. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, I was a film major in school, too, so I I have that background, and I love filmmaking. So tell me also, honey, how's Extra going? Extra's great. I'm here now. I just finished an interview with uh, Bruce Jenner and Brody Jenner for their new season of The Kardashians. We're doing great. We're having a great time at the Grove. It's so different being outside and not in a studio. I love it. Yeah. I love the energy from people, and... Um, I'm excited that it's summer, so the weather is, like, warming up out here. And, you know, we're doing really well. Our ratings have been, you know, up, and it's a good time. Any ridiculous fitness challenges they have? Every single time I go on the show, it's like, we're making Mario run through the grove in his underwear, and then Maria (laughs) is going to have to skydive off of the movie theater. I know. We did one fitness challenge, a YouTube fitness challenge, where – you had to do two things at once. You had to do your sit-ups, and you have to make your breakfast at the same time, which sounded so dumb. But we did it, and I was like, I think I actually beat Mario. I did more sit-ups than him because he was so, you know, focused on trying to make a good oatmeal. And I was like, throw the shit in a bowl, and I'm, I'm going to beat you in the ab contest. And I did. I was very excited. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I, would, never, I would never put it past you to, to crush him like a bug. That's, that's my girl. I'm, I couldn't. I couldn't be more proud of you. I, I expect you to win every single one of those competitions that come up in the future. By the way, my money is on my you. I try. He cheats though. He. All men cheat, dude. See, that's I the know. thing. I know, right? They are. My dad used to cheat at Monopoly, and I was five. I was just like, really? Yeah. I'm a kid. I, I What's wrong with you? And he would like steal extra money from the bank, and you know what I mean. And I would bust him. Like if he was a 40 year old. Anyway, so t- <laughs> tell them again, where can, they, where can they watch this movie? It's on iTunes and your website, yes? Yeah, you can go to Serial Buddies, Serial with an S, SerialBuddies.com, and you can download it right there on the front page, or you can click on the iTunes button, um, or you can just go to iTunes yourself and just download Adventures of Serial Buddies, so whatever's easiest for people. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm pretty excited. Thank you. You're not invited, though, Janet. I'm so excited to finally be on your podcast. I actually think at one point I was supposed to come in because I remember hearing that you were somewhere near me, and I was like, oh, that's great. And then they just told me, they're like, oh, you're getting on a call right now. I'm like, oh, okay. You you was when you were doing, doing Dancing with the Stars, and then you were in the hospital because your footprint snapped in half. Or... I know. You know, I just healed in January. It took <sighs> almost a full year. Are you serious? Yeah, it was wild. I just started being able to work out, like, like really work out, maybe yeah. like a few months ago. It's because you kept dancing on it. Yeah, I, I mean, my feet were shattering before my eyes on that show. It was really bad, and I didn't want to stop because I loved it so much. Yeah. So now I'm fully healed, and I'm going to start dancing again because I miss it so much. Well, you, you were a fan. I mean, you are 
a fantastic dancer. Thanks. But you. I, that's just uh, we got to get you on. Oh no! Oh no! No no! <laughs> See, let me be really clear. I have zero rhythm as well. You have no rhythm at all. Like you can't go dance in a club. Like no, no, dude. It's it's tragic. So really? I, yeah, I know. I just I sit in the corner, uh, in the booth, and just look try to look cool. Yeah, but you know what? You're competitive, and you're obviously so in shape and athletic that I bet you anything, if you got Derek, like I did, because no, no, I couldn't no. put one foot in front of the other and have any kind of even balance. I was no, no. so lame. No, no. I think he looked at me and was like, oh, we're done in two weeks. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? You're super athletic. I thought you were amazing. But I wasn't when I started, and I never, everyone bet against me. My Everyone who knows me was like, she's going to suck. They all thought I was going to be out right away. And you know what? If you really, really work hard, I bet you can do anything in life. I really do. I believe that. I know, but but honey, public humiliation is is not on my. <laughs> it's, on, it's not on your bucket list. No, girl. I'm like, but sweetie, yeah, no. Oh my god. All right, Mama. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my god, thank you. I miss you. I can't wait to like get to actually see you and hang out. Maybe we'll do like a barbecue this summer. <laughs> bye, bye, honey. Take care. Mwah. I'm excited. I know you are. I'm excited. You know why? I will tell me why. We have a little sponsor. Really? Yeah. Tell it, me. Tell, it, do tell me about it, Jillian. Yeah. And it make not only does it make us seem official, it makes us sound literate. Literate? Or, literate, like we read. Oh. Which I do, by the way. But now I can tell everybody that I read. All right. Which just like helps to enhance my depth of character. So Audible.com. Yes. He's sponsoring our little podcast, and they have a special offer for our listeners. So you go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash exercise, and they're giving a free audiobook and a 30-day trial for free by signing up. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so um, you got to read Gone Girl. Everybody's reading it. It's awesome. I can't give it away. Only smart people get it, though, of course. But I, I, you might understand it. I think you should try. <laughs> you know, someone should hurt you one day. No, I, I highly recommend it. I think you'll like it. Gone, Gone girl. girl? Yeah. All, all right. The, all, all right. the smart. Wait. But wait. We have to. I have to spell the URL for people. This is okay. important. Okay. So everybody, for the free audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audible.com, go to www.audiblepodcast.com. Com slash E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. Audiblepodcast.com slash exercise. Huh? So, all right, we are back, and Jackie would like to have a word with you. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Janice. What's going on? Hey, Jackie. So... I wrote in to you last night. I had a question just about um, being like a recent college graduate and thinking I've tried everything I wanted to do for a career and trying all of those things and ending up with nothing left on my list. So I guess um, my question to you is just trying to maybe find out maybe possibly what's next. 
Honey, how, yeah, how old are you? You're a recent college graduate, but like, I don't want to presume you're in your early 20s, but are, are so, you? So, yeah, I'm 24. I just graduated three years ago. Okay. One of my favorite jokes about, <laughs> about this kind of conversation is that people tell like 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that they need to choose what they want to do with the rest of their life. Right. Like, that's the most ridiculous. How could, first of all, how could you possibly choose what you want to do with your life when you're 18 and you haven't done anything yet? You have no frame of reference. You're, and the misconception is that you should know at that, at that time. And you should have some idea. And the reality is that, sure, so most people choose things that they think, well, this seems like a responsible thing to do, or this seems like it will pay the bills, or this seems like it's the adult thing, or this is what everybody else is doing. And the reality is that it, you'll either be miserable or it'll be short-lived. And here, here is what I not only think you should do, but what I think everybody should do in their life, no matter what their age. Start connecting with your passion. Try a million different things. And be extremely present. How do you feel when you're doing it? What do you enjoy? And I don't want you to think like work. I mean life. If you go, you know, windboard, wind surfing on the weekend and you're like, oh my God, I love this. Maybe you become a windsurfing teacher and maybe you run a windsurfing business on an island in Hawaii and you're happy. I mean, my, my point is like, it, it doesn't have to be I tried being an accountant. I didn't like it. I tried going into advertising. I, I didn't like it. I went and worked as a bank teller, and I, I didn't like it. Like, don't don't think like that. Experience life. You know, I, I, I in, worked at a, interned at a music label and discovered that I love music, and I want to learn more about producing music. Uh, I... You know, I went horseback riding with a friend and I, who knows, you know, I, I want to work with animals. I want to, it's, I want you to just experience as much as you can. You're, you're 24 years old, 24, right? She said 24. Yeah. Our last caller was 24. That's interesting. I want to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. Um, you know, you should be doing anything and everything that, that you can, obviously where your health and your safety is not jeopardized and find out what you love and allow things to be very organic. You you don't need a career right now. You need to enjoy your 20s. Be free-spirited. And sure, find a way to make enough money so that you can feed yourself and put a roof over your head. But don't think, oh, this is my career. It's facilitating your ability to find yourself. And, and, and I was talking a little bit earlier about being a... A, a citizen of the world, you know, an indefatigable globetrotter. Like, just just try everything and anything and see what you love. That's what you need to be doing right now. And take all okay. the pressure away. It doesn't have to happen by the time you're 27 or 28 or 29 or 30. Like, allow it to happen when it happens organically and don't put a time frame on it. Okay. Why do you feel like you need to figure this out right now? Um, I think I've always just been ingrained from my parents just to have that career in place for the stability. Um, yeah, but and, that's that's their fear. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is their fear of like, oh, my God, will she be okay? Oh, my God. You know, like, oh, my God. But the problem is that when you're functioning out of fear, you're going to make bad decisions to begin with. Yeah. You, you never want to... I guess wanna... I just think about... Um, 
I guess I shouldn't think of any of these jobs being time wasted, which is what my first instinct is. And I mean, you always tell that story about how you started out, you know, in the music business, but it ended up helping you in the long run. So uh, I was an entertainment industry. I ended up being a yeah, motion picture sorry, packaging yeah. agent, and yeah, it helped me out because. You're right. I ended up, it was an agent at that agency that put me up for Biggest Loser. But at the same time, you'll learn things, even in these experiences where you go, oh, well, I'm not going to be that kind of boss because I see how it affects. Like, even from my days of bartending, I'm able to look back and be like, okay, so I remember, like, the places where I would work at bars where we had a good boss, nobody would steal. And then you'd have a boss that was an a-hole that treated everybody terrible and everybody would steal. Left, right, and center. And I was thinking, I would just think like, wow, this guy has got to be losing a couple thousand dollars a night out of a month. That's like 20 plus thousand dollars all because he's an a-hole and everyone feels he deserves it. And it's like, even then I was like, okay. So if I want my employees to feel like, all right, you know, I have to pay them fairly and treat them fairly and then they'll be content. But you treat people like crap and you're going to pay for it in the long run. So even even those kinds of jobs, I learned something. So I don't want you to be miserable, but I just right now try to like this whole thing about you have to have a career or else is a fear based mentality. And. In this world, the more security and stability you seek, when you're acting out of fear, the less you're going to have, which is exactly what you're experiencing right now. And exactly. instead, you know, the more risk you take, the more opportunity that you seek, that's where you're going to find a, a, a foundation, so to speak. So, it, again, you're 24 years old. R- relax and enjoy your 20s. Don't Don't ruin these years. They're meant for you to, like backpack through youth youth hostels in friggin' Europe and, you know, eat top ramen and garbage so you can, you know, be a beach bomb. And I was a can-can girl when I was 24. I don't want her to be a whore, Janice. That's oh, not sorry. an option. I'm sorry, Jackie. Uh, I don't want to be either. See, she doesn't want to be a whore. Either. Yeah. Please... Keep it to yourself. But that's when I was a can-can girl. Oh. My parents were concerned. Yeah, and they should have been. <laughs> I'm not. I don't need. I don't need Jackie on a pole. Can you please? <laughs> we weren't on poles. We were hurdy gurdy girls. I don't. Want. Maybe Jackie might. Jackie, maybe she wants to be a can-can. There's lots of jobs in the Yukon. She doesn't want to be a can-can girl. You're telling her to eat top ramen and get bed bugs in youth hostels. I am telling her to be a free spit. Oh, well, she should get an STD <laughs> and be emotionally scarred for life, pulling dollars out of her G-string. <laughs> her therapy true. bill will cost Kid. more than some lice shampoo. We weren't strippers. Get out of it. <laughs> Jackie, can-can girls... People pay to come and see us dance. Exactly. Oh, never mind. I said that. Anyway, it's good advice for Jackie to go see Europe. Exactly. Yeah, go go be free. Go be free. Okay. All right, but yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys are great. Yeah, All so, right. right. Okay, well, I don't Take know that easy, our advice Jackie. was any good now that it's like she can choose between a whore or like a <laughs> transient. But, I think yeah. I got it. Okay. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jillian. Bye. Bye, sweetie. Why do people do this to kids these days? I know. You got to get it together. You got to figure it out. What do you mean these days? Jillian, that's been going on. That That's what the guide in my day. That's what the guidance teacher said. What are you going to be? I remember going in there at grade really? 10. They hauled us all in. What are you going to be? I, I'm grade 15. 10. I don't know what I'm going to be. That's why I ended up being 
can can girl oh, at 24. Yeah. My God. Just, yeah, it's too much pressure. You, How are we supposed to know? Jesus, I know people in their 30s and 40s and 50s that still don't know. I know. My mom didn't figure out what her passion was until she was after the divorce. Yeah. I was 13. I bet you she was, what, late 30s, mid-30s or something? I mean, let me do the math. Okay, so she went back to school, left PR. I'm 13. I'm 39. So was, how many years is that? 26 years ago? 26 years ago. My mom's 60-ish. So, so she was like late 30s, early yeah. 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, you know what? I think half the time. Yeah. That's when we get it figured out. I, I mean, I didn't figure out that I was supposed to be a trainer until I was 20, almost eight. And now now what do you want to be? What do you want to do now? I told you. I want to be. I know. I want mean. to be an indefatigable globetrotter. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Indefatigable. Yeah. That. That. <laughs> <laughs> and that. All right. Well, you be the infatigable and I'm going to find you a picture. Remember your glory days as a whore. I'm going to remember my, and I'm going to bring you a picture. Next time, I promise, I'm going to bring you a, a framed picture of me as the can-can girl. Oh, good. Yep. You can put that up in your on your mantle. And Thank then Lou you. can go, there's Manus. Suck it, Manus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to go. Have a good day. Toodly diddly do. Why does it do that? It never just speaks English. Do you hear it? It can't just say. You don't. Who's you with the infatigable people with a globetrotter? See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing i've been friends with her for 10 years 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs>